the disease of leprosy is not something that we hear about very often anymore, which is a good thing. But in the ancient Jewish time, uh, it was something that was quite serious uh, to the point where uh, people were cast out of the community. There was, uh, in essence, a, a, a spiritual death for one who had leprosy. And, uh, and it's not just uh, what we would call today the Hansen's disease, which is the, what we, how we understand and think of leprosy. But in the ancient Jewish time, it was really all types of skin ailments uh, that came about and because it was, uh, they were just really concerned about uh, these skin diseases. Now, if you can't sleep at night, uh, I would recommend reading Leviticus chapters 13 and 14. Uh, we had just a little snippet of them today, but uh, it gives uh, very um, interesting descriptions of different skin diseases. So if that's uh, something that you may be interested in, it might help you get to sleep or not. I don't know. So when someone had a skin ailment uh, in the time of Christ and before, uh, this person went to the priest and they went to the synagogue or they went to the temple to try to, um, to discern whether they were clean or unclean. And this is a ritual purity uh, to allow them to stay in the community and to stay in the temple or whether they had to be kicked out. And I'm glad they don't come, you guys don't come to the priest for leprous uh, diseases anymore. I, I, I was not trained in that. But for the man or woman who had a um, skin ailment of any kind, uh, they went to the priest and he declared whether they were clean or unclean. If they were declared unclean, a number of things happened. Uh, very tragic things took place. First, uh, they were kicked out of the camp and then told they had to live on their own um, and, and somehow make it by. They had no support. Uh, they were ostracized from their family and friends uh, as, as well as ostracized from worship of God. They could not go to the temple. They couldn't go to the synagogue and worship. They also had to shout, I'm unclean, unclean, uh, and tell people to stay away from me. So it was a cutting off of relationships. They had to wear tattered garments uh, they had to let their hair down. They couldn't shave. And it had to be unmistakably clear that they were uh, a leper. It was thought that only God can heal leprosy. Only God can heal leprosy. Because uh, it is very much just as good as death. And death's not good. <laughs> but it was their equal. And in our gospel, we have a continuation of our theme of leprosy. If someone who is ritually clean, able to continue to be in worship, as well as um, in, in uh, their worship in community, if, if they went out and touched the leper, they would be unclean. This was a big deal for uh, the Jewish people. And yet we have that leper uh, in our gospel who comes out and approaches Jesus. He goes to him and says, if you will, you can make me clean. You can heal me from this disease of leprosy. And so Jesus moved with pity, moved with compassion, 
says, I do will it be made clean. And Christ does the unthinkable. He reaches out and touches the leper and says, be made clean. This is powerful because uh, the leper is made clean and Jesus remains clean as well. This gentleman is then cured instantly and then he is able to be restored to his family and friends as well as his worship of God. And so Christ has the power to raise the leper, to restore him to fullness of life. And not just his physical health, but his spiritual life as well. And uh, so then, to take, taking this to uh, the next dimension for us, uh, that Christ doesn't only want to heal our physical bodies, but our spiritual lives as well. And uh, a connection we can make as an analogy, uh, the, this leprosy that cuts us off from our family and friends and our uh, ability to worship God, for us, we would call that sin. We would call that sin. And God wants to heal us and forgive us of our sins as well, to make us clean, to make us whole. We have a church father. His name is uh, Venerable Bede. Uh, and he once wrote a commentary about our leper, just a short paragraph. He, he writes, He falls, this leper falls on his face, which is at once a gesture of lowliness and shame to show that every man should blush for the stains of his life. But his shame did not stifle confession. He showed his wound and begged for medicine. And the confession is full of devotion and of faith, for he refers the power to heal to the will of the Lord. Awesome. He falls on his face. He, he says, I am a sinner and I need help. I need divine grace. I need medicine to be healed. For he recognizes the stain that he experiences in his leprosy, an exterior stain. And he comes before him and says, this is my sin, this is my wound. And he begged for healing. If you will, you can make me clean. He is, this, this request is full of faith. Because we're still in chapter one of the Gospel of Mark. This is not towards the end where many, many, many people hear about Jesus. This is the first chapter, the very beginning of his public ministry. And this leper is full of faith in Christ. As we know, sin cuts us off as well from our relationship with God, ourselves, others, and even creation. And yet, Jesus comes to us, and we can go to him. We can return to him, full of faith, asking for that grace of forgiveness, that grace of healing those relationships. And when we approach Christ, he says to us, I do will it be made clean. I do will it. Receive the forgiveness of your sins. Just as the leper was touched by Christ, he reached out and said, I will it be made clean. We can be made clean as well. Jesus comes to visit us. He comes in our midst, in, a, in our presence, in a very physical way uh, to heal us, to give us strength to forgive us of our sins. Two ways come to mind. 
first is the sacrament of reconciliation, uh, the, where we know and can hear that we are forgiven of our sins when we have been separated from God by our own choosing. Confession forgives us of mortal sins, and uh, as we are beginning to enter in this time of Lent, crazy I know, Ash Wednesdays this Wednesday, we are going to be adding confession times here at St. Lawrence as well as throughout our pastorate uh, to give you that opportunity to be forgiven of your sins, to hear uh, in your own ears that you are forgiven, to hear that uh, God's grace is in your life. And then the second way uh, is when we come up to receive our Lord in the Eucharist. What a gift because it is our Lord who comes to us, our Lord who uh, we are able to receive, that we are forgiven, we are healed when we receive our Lord in the Eucharist. And uh, this is our spiritual medicine uh, to help us choose what is good and avoid what is evil. Because Christ says, I do will it be made clean to each of us every time we come to Mass, and every time we go to confession for our mortal sins. And so uh, just an opportunity for us, because when we receive the Eucharist, um, it's the one food that, uh, that we are... Uh, so most food, all food, we, we make it a part of ourselves. But when we receive the Eucharist, we are made a part of Christ. Uh, this is totally unique. Uh, but we are made and, and brought into uh, the family of Christ when we receive the Eucharist. So let us approach uh, our Lord in these sacraments uh, this upcoming Lent uh, to pray uh, for that restoration and that healing of our hearts as well as the forgiveness of our sins, that we can be filled with grace and that we too can be made clean.